evening, no matter where you may find yourself as you listen to this. And welcome to the show where a Jay versus Kanye debate is going to break up friendships. Um, you tune into another episode of It's a Black and White Thing. I am A1. I go by Carlos. You can also call me Dan. Um, you can check out the show at SoundCloud.com. SoundCloud? Y'all sure? Uh, a sound, <laughs> you can check the show out at SoundCloud.com backslash Brains and Bars to peep every episode. You can go to iTunes, Google Play Store, just search It's a Black and White Thing. You can follow us on Twitter at Brains and Bars. If you go to Facebook.com, you can search at Brains and Bars there uh, to, to you know check out any stories. Although, I need to be more active on the Facebook side. I'm more I'm a Twitter guy, so I'm a little bit more active on the Twitter side. Um, but as always, I'm joined by my homie, my Cody, my Ace A Ward. What's, What's going good, on, man? Good, 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 great, y'all. Go to imaward.com. You can listen to the podcast there. You can check the tab for my battles. You can click the tab for my music. Um, sign yourself up for the emails to hear updates on when I will be ministering slash performing at a church near you or event near you um it's good to be back jay and kanye huh yeah me and the homies are having this argument i don't want to really rehash the whole thing here um but you know um shout out to the homie shock shock is a friend of the show has I should have been known. featured on the show i should have known um he said that jay is better than kanye i'm sorry no, no, flip no. that kanye is better than jay and to start this huge discussion over you know who's better um you know and then it went from there to a discussion of if they if they went on tour together which technically they did as the throne as watch the throne mm -hmm. but that was a co-headlining thing and right? they came to Kansas City too I remember they did right? they came to Kansas City I wish I would have gone to that concert I did I heard not it was go. good I heard it was good too um but they did go on tour together they were co-headliners because they were the throne they performing they performed songs from that watch the throne album but they also I mean, they featured on each other's songs, um, and also their biggest song. So, you know, Aisha the Izzo gets played. Um, you know, some other hits from you know maybe New York from Black Out, not Black Album. Um, oh, Blueprint Three. You know, basically Jay's hits gets played, Kanye's hits gets played, and they come together and rap together and that kind of stuff. So, um, my official stance on it: Jay is a better rapper than Kanye. Um, I'm a Kanye stan. So, I believe, personally, by a small margin, that Kanye makes better music than Jay. Right. Uh, and that if they went on tour, out of respect to what Jay's career has been, I do believe, in my heart of hearts, that Kanye is a bigger head. He's a headliner hmm. uh, over Jay, but I think that they would be equals. I think I do think if they went on tour, they would. it would be a co-marquee thing. I feel like Jay is a bigger draw because... It's Jay-Z, and you feel like you might not see much more of him. Yeah. You don't, don't think so? Think that, nah. I don't think people factor that in. I think if, if you know, like, Jay's going on tour, and he's not coming to Kansas City, by the way. Right. He's going on tour for the 444 album. He was going to come until he heard of Shock Logic. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I'm sorry. I'm distracted. B is playing some game where he's scaling some dude's head. It That's a guy's head. Yeah, right? Is that right? Is that this guy's head, B? Look, cross-marketing promo time. Um, He's got headphones in right now, but... Um, oh, he out, can't hear us. Never check mind. out B on YouTube. Um, uh, Puss in Boots, right? Puss in Boots. Five. Yeah. Is it, oh, now he's, five? now he's taking out the headphones because he's heard, he's heard his uh, his YouTube channel being thrown out. But, yeah. It's Puss in Boots 5, right? Is that right? 
the number five? Is that what's your YouTube? Uh, it's, yeah, it's just Puss in Boots Gaming. Yeah. Puss in Boots Gaming. The S's are five. But the S's the are S's fives. are fives. Okay, I'm like yeah. I'm like there are five somewhere in this thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah go check out uh, what he does on YouTube. Um, he narrates yeah. he narrates games. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're very funny. Um, they call him Pastor Boots. Hilarious! <laughs> I did not know that. But uh, but yeah, he's playing some game where like he's like is it like Jack and the Beanstalk or something. What the heck is going on here? I'm sorry, we're getting distracted. Yep. But anyway, yeah. back to Jay. No, the reason I say that um, that people don't have that in mind because it's Jay. Like if Jay's performing, you go watch Jay perform. And we were having this. I was telling B that they are both that Kanye and Jay are both pop. But Kanye has crossed over in a way that Jay never did. Of course, yeah. Uh, I mean, he granted Jay has rock aware and stuff, but I mean, I don't. You don't see Jay like in the everyday like I'm I'm picking out fabrics, right? Right. Um, I put it to you this way: when Jay goes out, paparazzi aren't following Jay unless Beyonce's around. When Kanye goes out, paparazzi are following him whether Kim's around or not, and it's been that way forever. Personality. And yeah, it's personality. I yeah. mean, Jay is more, he's more of a reserved guy. He's right. more quiet. Um, Kanye's, you know, people are going to follow him where he, wherever, wherever he goes because of his personality. Yeah. But I mean, I have, I'm of the mind that it is a co-headlining thing. That it's not one over the other if they go on tour. They're co-headliners because of, they're just the two of the biggest names in music uh, history in, in terms of their generation and I think of all time. And they're currently beefing, correct? I mean, it, it, I don't know. There was a little diss a little bit there in the 444. I mean, what do you call four, it? 444. Because he call says, it 444. I think the four? title track was recorded at, at 444. 444. Yeah, I realize it's like the number on the clock, but I didn't know what people were calling it. Well, you know, for those Illuminati people out there, mm-hmm. you know, 11 is some symbol of, of demonic worship or something like that. Um, so if you divide 44 mm-hmm. by 4, you get 11. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm, my third eye, I'm woke. You're woke? I'm woke. <laughs> <laughs> but now, Let's just hope the listeners are because we haven't really um, gotten into any deep sports talk yet. So hey, if but you're still with us. I'm pretty sure people like hip-hop. Uh, we no, are a show that is more than just than just sports. If you listen to us in the past, but, but nah, man, but anyway, so to get into the show, we always start with what I've learned. Um, and I don't have an itinerary this week and I, I am, I have like ADD, not really, but I do in that I have these topics and things I want to discuss. And part of the reason I have itineraries is because I have these ideas in my head and then I forget them. Mm -hmm. Um, so I actually honestly don't know what I learned this week. Um, one thing I did learn this week is there was a story of a principal who made his teachers do uh, algebra homework for his son. Okay. So he got he got I, he got demoted. I don't think he got fired. He got demoted, but one of the the teachers said that he did the homework out of respect for the principal. Hmm. Not the fact that he would probably fire him. Now, how old was his son? Was he <laughs> middle in, school? Oh, like middle school algebra. I think wow. is what they were working on. Which algebra algebra in middle school, but whatever. Right. But yeah, but he. He forced his teachers, his workers, to do his kids' homework for him, which I wish I would have had. That would have been my parent when I was growing right. up. I would have loved to have somebody help me with math. Although I was, I was pretty How good at math. How do you keep getting such good grades? Oh, Mr. Johnson does my homework <laughs> for me. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Dang, what was the other thing I learned? It was sports-related. See, this is why Rashard have... McCants can still hoop. That's probably what you learned. Man, Rashard McCants is just crazy, bro. Like, that's, man. <sighs> 
anyway i don't know if i if it comes back to me i'll bring it up and i had it in my head thinking like don't forget don't forget don't forget and here we are so i'll turn it over to you what are you looking forward to this week what am i looking forward to this week um i'm looking forward to i believe sunday um team foe plays i didn't see who the winner um, of the game was um i've not been keeping this big three no, this is uh the the basketball tournament. Oh, the the TBT. Okay. Yeah, um, Bohemian Bo Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, exactly. Bayheim, <laughs> <laughs> Bohemian and Bayheim are actually similarly spelled if you think about it. Um, no, but uh, Bayheim's army played somebody, and these I just enjoy watching them because it's like all like it's all old Syracuse players. You know, CJ Fair plays for them. Um, Devin Dorf is that his name? Yep, Eric. Yeah, he plays for them. Um. And then Team FOE is coached by the Morris Twins, and Elijah Johnson and Tyshawn Taylor play for him. And so the winner gets $2 million in this tournament. So it's pretty cool. Um, so I'm looking forward to that game tomorrow. Um, what else am I looking forward to? Does training camp start this week? Uh, for the, I, I don't know if it's this week. For sure next week, because I know Chiefs open up Monday. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to more mock drafts. Um, because, yeah, yesterday, I did a couple of mock drafts yesterday. You were part of one of them, and um, it was rough. Oh, that was rough. And there was no excitement. I wasn't enjoying the mock draft. I wasn't enjoying looking at these <laughs> players because all the players just had injuries or I just forgot that they played for that thing. Am I getting old? Or like you said, Alshon Jeffrey plays for the Eagles? Bro, Wait, what? <laughs> bro, when you I know? was going through the list and I was like, wait, when did he sign? Even, I thought they franchised. I even him. forgot Macklin was with the Ravens, and I was just like, "He's not even the number one there, is he? Is Mike uh, Wallace or?" I have no idea. Who exactly, the one and is. so normally I'm up on these things. So as I'm drafting and I'm looking, and I'm like, you know, Howard is the running back for Chicago, and he's literally like a top ten pick, right? Yeah, yeah. According to you know, so I'm just kind of super out hey, of the loop. I was like, who's their quarterback again? I yeah. was like. Cutler retired. Like who's? <laughs> I, know. I was like, who's? Yeah, it's McCown's Mike Glennon. Mike yeah. Glennon. But they drafted Trubisky. Yeah, but I don't see Trubisky unless he pulls a Russell Wilson. Yeah, I don't see him starting out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm looking forward to some mock drafts. Um. Man, other than that, oh, uh, battle rap. We can talk about battle rap tomorrow. Is uh, King of the Dots Massacre Three event? Ooh. So, I might actually. Pony up the pay per view. I'm gonna get it. Uh, so, um, yeah, if you're if you're bored or whatever, holler at me. Uh, pretty stacked card. Uh, they actually contacted me this week about battling uh, because somebody on the second day backed out. Um, and no no offense to them or anything, but they just definitely did not have um, their funds in order for it to make sense for me to go to Boston and battle this weekend. Um, not that Hollywood is Hollywood, but, <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, <laughs> the amount that was, that was offered barely covered the flight and room. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was just going to be tough, but I'm definitely excited for that, e that event. My YTG teammate, Mickey Fax is battling daylight. Um, I think it's Mickey Fax second battle ever. If you're not familiar with Mickey Fax, he was on double uh, XL freshman cover 2009, um, so he is a, a pretty well-known um, artist. His most recent um, album, or the album he's working on right now, features Royce to Five Nine. It features uh, King Los, Lupe Fiasco. I mean, he's just definitely got a lot of ties to the industry. So he's in our battle rap group. Um, very talented lyricist. So I'm excited for that. 
Um, but yeah, that's 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 what I'm looking forward to this weekend into the next week. Oh, huh, okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, you know, I've been kind of getting into battle rap more and more, obviously because of your affiliation with it. Um, binging on things. So you know, this past weekend I watched um, Saga versus Tink the Demon. Glaw! Oh my god! Uh, I feel like our podcast needs a glaw sound effect right here. Um, Saga third round. Masterful. I mean, God, it's so fire. Think like how it's high. So fire. Spirit was with, with me, me through, through every, every test. test. You know. Mm. You know. I, I said, "What do you say? Hi, Lord Ouija board. I gotta try, try angles." angles. Ah. Or the uh, the Breakfast Club bar. The bread. Ah. The angel. The envy. The angel to see the God. I was oh, like, "Oh man. my God." I mean, like it. It was so like if you enjoy battle rap, like, and it's no gas, like. Like I guess one that's one of the things I learned watching these different battles mm-hmm. these over the past week. Um, fans love to gas mediocre and terrible bars. Bro, it's becoming a popularity terrible contest. Terrible bars. It's becoming a popular. Excuse me, a popularity contest. I won't say any names out of respect to you. Madness. <laughs> hey, chill, bro. <laughs> chill, <laughs> chill. Like I tried to watch a couple of battles and I'm like, yo, and. So I because I know a little about a lot, and I'm not huge into battle rap in terms of watching every every card, every battle, and every card that drops. Like some people I know, um, I don't see everyone, but I hear names. And you know, I mean, you kind of did it, so I guess now I have to say it. Um, but you know, one of the rising stars and one of the battle leagues, you know, I was like. Let me check dude out, you know. I mean, he got a battle just dropped. I'm going to check it out. And, you know, I watched, and I'm like, yo, like, what's the hype about this dude? Like, he's yelling, but they're, they're mediocre bars. Like, it's it's set up, set up, mediocre punch. You know, build up, build up, terrible, terrible punch. And it's or just it's like, just like it's, it's, it's such a reach that fans enjoy it. I mean, the name that's not going mentioned literally said, "The kickback will make me pterodactyl," and I don't, I don't even know what that means. Well, honestly, the scientific word for a finger past digit or even phalange is dactyl. Fingers are called dactyls in some scientific medical method. So that's the justification for the long nose. So kickback. Okay, then I then you know what I have to give him his props on that because one I just learned something. I get it, but the crowd going nuts for it. They did not know know. that. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that's the pure definition of gas. (laughs) Well, I do wonder how well they know Dragon Ball Z because in that same battle, you know what I'm finding out that a lot of people watch Dragon Ball Z. I I have no clue. (laughs) Yeah, I mean I watched Dragon Ball Z, so I thought it was fire. Well, I don't watch. I'm not currently watching Dragon Ball Z. I've never like I couldn't tell you who. I mean I know the names just because my brother or whatever, so I know like names. But I couldn't tell you who was the bad guy or who was the good guy. Like I don't know. I don't know that. Like you asked me Ninja Turtles. Oh, Shredder's the bad guy. You know, like I don't know if I always thought like. Goku or Gohan was like one of them was good, one of them was bad, and then I always thought that Vegeta was definitely bad. And then yeah, he's he's Piccolo starts off and Krillins and, then, and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't, yeah. So I had no clue. So I even asked asked my little brother, you know, was that impersonation good? And my little brother was like, Oh yeah, it oh. was spot on. Oh yeah, it was dope. It was dope, <laughs> and that's part of what made that made that whole thing work. Yeah. But um, but yeah, but you know, I mean, I've been 
you know, Av versus Rum Nitty. I don't know why, why it took me so long to watch that battle. I'm not done with it yet, but, like, I was like, That's yeah. one of the best battles over the last two years. I'm like, yo, why? This is so fire. Yeah. So fire. But, no, nah, man, if you like battle rap, go check out all the leagues, man. I think, I mean, I guess we say the, the largest ones, URL, KLTD, yeah. uh, Bullpen. Bullpen is definitely fair. rising. Um, RBE, Guerrilla Warfare, um, and uh, Don't Flop. UW, UW definitely. Oh, that's actually next week, too. Uh, not this. Uh, well, it's in two weeks. So, Loaded Lux versus Arsenal. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, go check it out. And I just remembered what I learned this week. And actually, I learned it today. So, um, you know, we are a part of a fraternity past and present that used to do Christian hip-hop, Christian rap. Ah. Um, and so, today, I don't know how we got on the subject, but we started talking about um, like classic hip hop, Christian hip hop from our scene here in Kansas City, like the mid two thousands to late two thousands was a really great time for Christian rap in our community. You had lots of guys who were putting out music that was quality for the time. It has not aged very much so so well a lot of it, but you know, the stuff that has aged well still bangs, it's still dope. Um, and I have said this before. I've said this to several people who were in that scene, instrumental in that scene during that time, that we need a documentary because it really was our own little, I mean, slice of heaven to use a pun. You know, I mean, it was you had guys who, you know, were linking up. Obviously, you had, you know, label shock music, Christ pushers, um, Kingdom City. You had these different labels that were doing their thing. I mean, if you want to count GPC. Um, because they but they came a little bit late to the yeah, party. Yeah. But I mean the the music that was pushed out, the camaraderie, you know, guys got I mean music. I mean I remember when I even when I did like my mixtape, like I had people from Africa, like yo, I'm loving it, right? Right. Um. So our music made it all over the world. Uh, some of us got to travel all across the country doing this stuff, and it was just a really, really special time for us as young men in our early to mid twenties or even late twenties to be able to put out this music, and so. We need a documentary. Like, we need to capture that moment in time for our city and what it meant for us to to be able to put out this music. Um, and, yeah, man, like, like for real, like, it was, like I said, if you can go out and Google Christ Pushers, go out and Google Shock Music, um, Kingdom City, and if there's stuff out there, go check it out. Like I said, if you are, it did not age well. But a lot of music of the mid-2000s, in my opinion, <laughs> did not age Very true. well. Very um, Christian or. Christian or otherwise. Yeah. So, Go and check it out, man. Like, it was really fun. It was a really fun time. And like I said, I remember just, like, walking around my home or walking around my job and just working on bar- – I mean, kind of like you do with Battle Rap. Yeah. Working on bars for nothing in particular mm-hmm. and then getting hit up for a feature and me going, hey, I got eight bars for that already. Yep. I got four bars for that already. Yeah. And working around it. And so it was just a dope time, man. It was a really fun time in my life. I love it. I am retired, Um, you know. Yeah, I'm retired. Yeah. I, I have moments where I go, hey, I can rap again. And then, <laughs> and then like, 30 seconds later, I'm like, nah, I'm chilling. I, I do podcasts now. Um, but, yeah, but that's what I learned this week, man. But hit us up. You know, hit us up on Twitter, at Brains and Bars, um, or go to Facebook, search us at Brains and Bars. Let us know what you learned um, this week, and we'll be gra- glad to share it on the show. So, coming up, um, we got our kind of feature artist of this episode of the week, um, speaking of Christian hip hop, this is one of the the homies that I used to run on a label with. Um, he sings, he raps. I think on this album he's primarily singing. Um, he's a good friend. 
Um, you know, although he's kind of an enemy because he's out, we're we're in the same fantasy football league together. Bum. <laughs> uh, but shout out, he goes by Pastor Eighty Three. He dropped a new album last week called Never Forget. Um, and this is his first song I'm going to play. It's called I Do from that album. So this is uh, I Do from Pastor Eighty Three. Uh, from the album Never Forget and you listen to A1 A War it's a black and white thing Do you love me the way I love you Do you want me the way I want you Are you missing me the way I'm missing you If you want to know the answer I do I put no one before you I do you know I always love you. I do. Even when I'm going through you. Yeah. I do. I do. I, I'm I do. Now from the mountain. I'm a screaming from the valley. Everywhere I go, I gotta let them know I never let you go. And the answer is always I do. They don't know like I know. All that we survived. And they don't even have a clue about all. All right, we're back here on It's a Black and White Thing. That was Pastor 83 with I Do from his new project just dropped last week called Never Forget. You can follow him on Twitter by searching at Pastor 83. You can also go and cop that album, buy that album from wherever music is sold, digitally, iTunes, Google Play, etc. Um, shout out to the homie. Um, so, you know, a lot has happened this week um, over the past couple of weeks since we've been off. Um, one of the things I wanted to hit on first was a story that broke this week. Um, we are the college football fans of our of our close group set of friends, especially in our group chat. It's really kind of depressing too, because like like we go from like being like being like on a hundred, and like they all like suck at being college football fans. Like they're like. Like, you remember how we had a grading system this week about our basketball skills? Yep. Like, if we did a grading system on how interested in college football, you know, our close, tight-knit group of people, they would all be like Fs, and we would all be – we would be As, you know? Like, it is really irritating. I just wish – if any of you are, like, listening, just step it up for us, man. We need another friend that cares. <laughs> um, you know, don't just watch the national championship. So, Shout-out to Ricky. Um, Ricky, we miss you. Like, yeah. I feel like – we, I don't know what's going on in your life. I hope you're doing okay. I'll tell you what's going on. I texted him yesterday and asked him what he was doing, and he said he was headed to drink wine and paint with his girlfriend. <laughs> Those are not alternative facts. <laughs> Those are. And I said, have her send me a picture of you and a wine glass and your paintbrush. And I can't tell you what he responded with. <laughs> So wait, this is real? Like he's he was on his way to drink wine and paint. Yeah, to go to one of those little uh, where you drink wine and like somebody shows you how to paint. Have so you he's really one? in love, huh? I, you know, I, I mean, yeah, uh, I don't know. Okay, okay, Ricky, will, if you're listening, we we we, we miss know. you. Yeah, we, yeah I mean, we, you don't you don't talk in a group chat yeah. anymore. We don't hear from. you. I'll be honest, I don't I don't really like agree with anything you say in the group chat, but I kind of miss it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> don't text, you don't call, you don't tweet. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't been tweeting. He hasn't been tweeting. Never mind. We're going to move on. <laughs> um, All I want for my birthday. <laughs> Anyways. 
But yo, but um, but speaking of all I want for my birthday, that is a great segue. Oh, okay, good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is great. <laughs> that's a great segue. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure at this point, fall camps are opening up. I call it fall camps, even though fall isn't officially here, but camps are getting ready to open for not only NFL but across college football as they get ready for opening weekend, which is you know about a month away. Um. And uh, Hugh Freeze, the coach of well, l- well, let me get there. Hugh Freeze was the coach of the Ole Miss. I don't know if they go running rebels. They're not fighting running rebels. rebels anymore. But I the mean, Ole Miss Rebels, I think, is yeah, what they're just called yeah. now. And um, he resigned this week. Um, he has been in the news over the past couple of months because of issues with uh, you know notice of, of infractions from the NCAA in terms of. Recruiting that started with the Laramie Tunsil, Laquan Treadwell class. Well, it goes back to that class. Well, it goes back to that class, yeah. But. Uh, I think Robert Kimdiche was a part of that class yeah. um, where it, people were wondering how in the world is Ole Miss pulling all these five-star recruits to come to, you know, um, where, they, where are they located Oxford. at? Oxford. Oxford, Oxford, right. Um, and I think that, but you know Ole Miss is like produces the most Miss America. Like it is literally beauty pageant college of the world. Like so, mo- like the most Miss America winners apparently, or something to that extent, went from or from Ole Miss. So I still would one day love to have a show called Finding Love in the SEC. Yeah, uh, where we go to because you hear. I mean, foot, pro football atmospheres are great, but college football atmospheres are even better in terms of. So the play of the NFL is better. The atmosphere of college is 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 better. Yeah, um, and so SEC the Grove. Um, you know, between at, the hedges, death between Valley. the hedges, yeah, death. I mean, is it Death Valley? Yeah, well, that's the LSU. So what is Clemson in? I feel like Clemson's the oh, same wait. thing, right? Oh man, hmm, good, good point. I think they're the same thing, but either yeah, way, it might be. Either way, um, the you know, swamp. I mean, how the swamp? The yeah, swamp. I mean the, yeah. the night games at LSU, the swamp, yeah. the Grove, um, the cowbells at Mississippi State. Yeah, like it was still a dream of mine to the have Vol a reality Navy. show. A reality show, yeah, you know, you got you got you know Tennessee to have young people across the country go to SEC tailgates and try to find love at SEC tailgates. I think that would be an amazing show to produce and to have. Um, that is the intellectual property of it's a black and white thing hey. and a one, um, aka Carlos Johnson. You cannot steal this idea. I will sue the pants off you. Um, I don't know if that really works or not. I'm just throwing either. it out there, yeah. but. <laughs> Hugh Freeze was under under fire for NCAA allegations. He at one point tweeted out before he deleted it, if you know of any infractions that Ole Miss has tweeted. When this first all came out, please call or send, you know, text the school what's happened or whatever. So a story broke last night that Hugh Freeze had called an escort service um, using a school company issued phone. Um, he at first denied the allegation. Um, said that it was simply a misdial that he was trying to call. He, he said, I don't know why I would call that number. Yeah, I must have dialed it by mistake. Which, listen, let me tell you something. I work, I sit at a desk all day. I dial numbers all the time. I sometimes have to call a 1-800 number, um, FedEx, UPS. I work in the shipping industry. If you miss a number when dialing FedEx, you get a number. I don't know if it's a escort hotline, or, but I think it might be a kind of naughty hotline if you miss if you miss a couple of digits 
um, which I've done on accident in the past. I thought I did that today. I was trying to call one of my friend's work number, and uh, and uh, yeah, secretary answered, and I was like, whoa, what's this? <laughs> I was like, oh, she has a nice voice. <laughs> Shout out to the homie and, and moving up in the world and getting new jobs where yeah. you have secretaries who take your calls for you. Right. I wish I could get on your level. But, um... But nah, but you know, he he said that he missed that was a missed dial at first, but then I guess Ole Miss did some more digging into this that led them to confront him with some allegations that would have led to him um, violating. There's like a morality clause in his contract, which makes it even worse because he is out front, outward Christian guy. By the yeah. way, um, but this was all triggered by a former old Miss head coach who felt like he was being slandered um, by Hugh Freeze, Houston Nutt. So Houston Nutt sues the school, he sues Hugh Freeze, and, you know, they started to basically get out Google and Google these numbers to see who they're attached to. That's what kind of got this ball rolling, and Hugh Freeze gets fired. Hugh, why? Um, first of all, you went out of your way to pro- pro- more, I mean, allegedly, but probably cheat to get these five stars down to your school. Right. If you're going to do something as morally, I don't want to say bankrupt, but if you're going to do something immoral, such as call escort service mm-hmm. to do whatever, mm-hmm. why are you using a school issued phone to do so? <laughs> Rule number one, and not that I know anything about this because I'm happily married. Rule number one, though, if you're going to cheat, get a burner phone. Get a burner phone. Get a phone that is untraceable. So when you went to the middle of Tennessee, middle of Mississippi, the middle of Alabama, wherever to recruit, get your most trusted assistant who will never snitch, who won't turn to the feds on you, won't turn state on you, have him go to the store, pick up a burner phone, a couple of burner phones. Now, this burner is not to be – confused with the the usher type of burn yikes wow let it burn wow wow there's a lot going on. wow there's a lot going on in terms of women and infidelity and yeah. immorality i mean between r kelly hugh freeze oh my gosh usher um yikes but get a burner like not the burner app not i don't the know bur- how the, no. i don't know if the burner app will work track for you. phone Virgin Mobile, no pun intended. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, right? There's no reason for you to be out here making these phone calls on on your personal cell phone, your work phone, your home phone. You should not be on the internet, bro. With this, you should not be on any anything but burner phones for all escort transactions. And so now, Hugh Freeze was he blindsided? Did you say he was blindsided by that? Um, I don't think so. See that went over that. That's one of those oh, where on cam wow. that's gonna look beautiful to use oh, to use my to gosh. use a battle rap phrase on cam that's gonna look beautiful. I just hit you with the Michael Orr blindside. Oh. He was the high school coach of Michael Orr. Yeah, yeah. Man went over heads. Jeez, that that really hurt my heart. That I, well, if I feel like if I was looking across the room and I heard you say, it, I was looking at the TV. I would have caught it. I think it. B is playing God of War. Yeah. Well, I think he's playing man, God of War. Man, that was good. Bars. Yeah, he was blindsided. Bars. Like, oh, I'm normally the goodness, brains guy. I brought good. the bars this time. Was he blindsided? Was he by blindsided oh. by that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, again, former rapper here, people. Former rapper. 
But yeah, but I mean, you got to get the burner, man. You got to get the burner. You got to stick with the burner at all times. And it was hilarious because uh, the right time of Bamani Jones had a poll that came out that said, which do you think was harder for Hugh Freeze telling his wife he quit his job or why he had to quit his job? And the answer is easily the second one. Easily. Um, because I, I quoted the tweet and said, this answer is easy. Um, it it meant it made for an all nighter for him, and it probably that night probably ended with him sleeping at a Holiday Inn Express. Um, but Hugh, I mean, maybe you. Nah, I don't know if he get. Do you? So I ask you, do you think he gets another job? Yes. Really? If Bobby Petrino gets another job. If some of these guys, I mean, these, I mean, yeah, yeah, he'll get another job. By the way, speaking of Teflon, how Teflon is is I was thinking about this in relation to. Hugh, I mean, Bobby Petrino wrecked a motorcycle with a mistress on it, right? That he was paying. That was working as a part of the university. Then he lied about her being there. Yeah. He he concocted a lie with a neck brace on (laughs) an Arkansas hat that couldn't fit, that wasn't fitting right on his head, and like a couple of black eyes. Like, it was a bad thing. Yeah. But how Teflon is Rick Pitino? And the reason I say how Teflon is Rick Pitino, Rick Pitino... Got a woman, had sex with the woman inside a restaurant, inside a restaurant, got her pregnant, took one of his assistant coaches to get the abortion, who then married her. And Rick Bettino did not lose Rick his Rick Bettino is like the godfather. Like he I, the, He's like running some kind of, he owns the state of Kentucky or something. Well, Louisville. Louisville. I mean, well, the city of Louisville. He, I mean, he's literally. Yeah, the city of Louisville. Yeah, you know but I mean. He, yeah, how? I feel like Hugh needs to give needs to give Rick a call. <laughs> nah, I need your services. Matter of fact, Hugh <laughs> needs to just he just needs actually to, Hugh doesn't need to call and ask anybody for services <laughs> these days. <laughs> he needs to head on up to Louisville. Yep. Have a roundtable discussion with Bobby Petrino. Yep. With Rick and go. How do we fix this, guys? I need this is like um. There's Ayanla fix my life. Rick Petrino fix my life. <laughs> University of Louisville. Tom George, I think, is the still the athletic director. Fix my life because I am needing some damage control. Yeah. That's crazy. I well, let's like- be honest, though. I mean, it's college football. All you got to do is win, right? I mean, so a lot of times morals are thrown out the window. Yeah, um, but between but between those allegations, he's probably going to get a show cause. It's going to be now loose. that would be a reason that he doesn't yeah. coach again. Um, but with that said, it. <laughs> The higher profile coach you are, the more things like this comes out, come out. Um, you know, it wouldn't put it past me if there's just cases of this all over the nation, different things like this that we just don't hear about. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Anything else you want to say about you know, you know Bruce Pearl? Go ahead, get it cost. off your chest. Get it off your chest. No, I no, knew no, no. It was this coming. is totally different. It's totally different because you think I'm going to argue his show cost for what he did. Bruce Pearl got uh, the show cost penalty, but Bruce Pearl also um, was. If I, from what I understand correctly, having an affair, cheating on his wife, and got a divorce, and the money that she got, she opened up a hair salon in Knoxville, and it's called Alimonies. And yep, it's still in Knoxville. It's called Bars. Alimony. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then then his new his new fiance or whatever was literally like twenty two student twenty three twenty four something like that. Yeah. Yeah, Yikes. didn't hear too much about it because it kind of happened after, you know, the show cause after he was kind of out of the, you know, more into the broadcasting, but um, 
Yeah, I think that uh, I think Hugh Freeze will end up back at Arkansas State or um, <laughs> Louisiana La Tech or something like that, and then he'll work his way back up again. And shout out to La Tech, I grew up forty five minutes from there. I saw just a bunch of uh, articles about who's going to replace him, and it was very humorous. Yeah, very humorous. I kn- I know they just threw in names like Lane Kiffin and Bobby Petrino. <laughs> they had to, you know, you can't. You can't bring him in, right? Lane I mean, this Kiffin. has to be a Ken Anderson hire, right? Like, it, it's you got to bring in somebody who's going to be there for three years and get fired before you hire your next edgy, you know. Lane Kiffin, though. That? At Ole Miss? <laughs> who, just hired, who just hired Art Bryle's son? Like Lane Kiffin, who just hired. <laughs> Golly. And who has the quarterback that from... Was it not uh, Florida State that that punched the girl? Like it, that, he's at uh, at Florida Atlantic. At Florida Atlantic, yeah. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. So, and the the moral of the story here, people, is as long as you win, exactly. and you don't get caught. As long as you win and you don't get caught, you're Teflon. Teflon. You're Teflon. I mean, that, that, that's the moral of the story, kids. Like, and what I think is, as long as you had won and been very successful at a point in time, you know, like, look at Joe Paterno. He was, you would think, invincible, you know? Like, he was just so established and so successful. Allegations like this were hard to believe, and I feel like he was, you know, he was kind of, you know, and I feel like Patino is kind of in that category, too. You know, Hugh Freeze, not so established. Well, I mean, Deuces. the more well, the morality cl- – well, I don't know how Patino didn't have a morality clause, but <laughs> Hugh Freeze had a morality – I mean, so real quick on Patino. Not – so we have this incident with this woman, but now how does, it, how does it work when the assistant coach's wife is trying to blackmail you, by the way? Because that's what got this all kicked off on Patino. The assistant coach's wife was trying to blackmail him about his conduct. But then he, he has the escorts thing happen. Which, granted, that was an assistant coach, and so I don't necessarily put the blame on him for that happening. I put the blame on him for not knowing. Yeah. Like, look, I work in middle management, right? I get phone calls and get chewed out about stuff I had nothing to do with in terms of, like, actions that other people do. Of course. It happens, and I have to own that as the leader. So for Patino to sit there and be sanctimonious and say, well, I don't get why I have to sit out, you know, 11 ACC games or five (laughs) ACC games for something I had no knowledge of because you're the leader. Right, right, This is how this works, Rick. You know this. But, I mean, again, you have this, and then you have women. You have escorts. Shout out to Hugh Freeze. You have escorts. Again, he needs to go to Louisville, go sit down with Rick, sit down with Bobby, and figure out, fix my career. How we clean this up. But, yeah. But hit us up, man. Let us know what you think about that, man. I mean, it's it's obviously a, a crazy, crazy deal. Uh, coming hey, question, up, uh, Houston Nutt. What do you think about his actions? Like, what do you think about how he put it all on blast? Do you think oh, because, it's King. It's because King Petty. his a character, his character was assassinated, he had to, or do you feel like stitches get stitch? I mean, snitches get stitches. Like, like Houston, come on, like. So you know me, um, definitely I don't, King I don't put Petty. People, I don't people. I don't. Well, I'm not King Petty. I don't no, put no, people on no, no. um, black. Oh, it's definitely King Petty. Yeah. I mean, it's it's King Petty. Um, it's Richard Petty. <laughs> but if it was a little Petty, it'd be Kyle. <laughs> but no, <laughs> this is King Petty. <laughs> but no, man. But I, I feel like he had to retaliate because, like, you're slandering my name yeah. for no reason. And the thing I say about me is, like, you know, we have lots of discussions and we have fun with each other. And so, if you guys like, you know, 
say, hey, you you didn't, I need to see, if I say I did something and it's on Twitter to prove it, and you guys start giving me a hard time about it, and I'll go, receipts, right? And right. I'll post a tweet, you know, of something. We had a discussion about uh, uh, something, and I, I said, hey, this happened, or I, and they were like, no way. And I went and found, went on Twitter and yeah. found, like, this person alluded to this thing, right? I feel like he was in that same situation. Right. Like, if you have Hugh Freeze reaching out to writers to say, this didn't, this is a Houston nut problem, not a Hugh Freeze problem, even though Houston Nuts probably not getting back in the culture. Right. Right, at least at a high level. Like, no, you're not going to take my name through the mud. Of course mud. not, yep. So, yeah, he, Guess he what? was. All right. Yeah, like, you brought this on yourself, and all Hugh Freeze had to do was apologize. If all, he calls Houston Nutt and says, you know what, man, I was wrong. I shouldn't have done this. I apologize. It will not happen again. This probably keeps Houston Nutt from making these because they don't find these, this escort without this lawsuit. It is Houston Nutt's legal team going through and Googling these numbers to say, oh, yep, that's a sports writer because he probably had those guys' numbers. Imagine the legal team's face when they've hit that number and clicked search on Google. And, and right, and they're like, for, for a good time with Sally, press one. Uh, like for everything just started Tanya, glowing. They call up Houston. <laughs> I mean, like Houston. We got we, him. We got. <laughs> we have a winner. We have a problem. <laughs> we, we, well, Houston, Hugh Freeze has a problem. You know, I mean, like, like he had to defend himself, and he. So that's what I'm saying. If all Hugh Freeze had to do was try to ride out the storm of the infractions, and he gets away, but because he tried to frame another man, he ended up killing himself in the process, man. So I don't know. I don't know. But speaking of, rest in peace, Chester Bennington. Man, man, yeah. Lincoln Park, lead singer. Um, I do need to go and watch, check out the the mashup that Jay-Z did with Lincoln Park. That was my introduction to Lincoln Park, by the way. It was awesome. That was um, really good. It was really dope, really dope. Um, yeah, so, yeah, rest in peace, man. That, that – I'm not a Lincoln Park fan like that, but you know it definitely made me sad to hear anyone who died, especially mm. taking their own life, man. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll use this time to say before we go into this next song, if you know anyone who is struggling with depression, um, please reach out to them, have them try to get help, counseling of some sort. Um, I know there was some speculation that he was friends with the lead singer of Soundgarden, who also committed suicide, mm-hmm. and that that may have been weighing heavily on his heart. Um, he died on his, his birthday, birthday right? Yeah. The lead, I think Chris Cornell or Cornell. Chris, I think it's Chris Cornell. Cornell. Um, but you know, so I mean, if you know people who are struggling, man, please do all you can to, to stay by their side to get them help um, that they need, and hopefully they can pull through that that dark time. Mm-hmm. So, um, with that, man, we're going to jump into this next song. Um, this is from the homie Past eighty three from his album Never Forget. This joint is called Time After Time. Um, this is probably my favorite joint from the album. And listen to A Ward and A One on It's a Black and White Thing. Yeah. Uh. Uh, yeah. Time after time after time I try to fight it Yeah The feeling is strong, it keeps on holding on Oh yeah Whatever it is that I'm doing, I don't know why I do it 
We're back here on It's a Black and White Thing. That was Time After Time from the homie Pastor 83 from his new album, Never Forget. You can follow him on Twitter at Pastor 83. And you can purchase the album. Um, did I call the album I Do? No, you didn't. It? You said Never I Forget. I could Never Forget. Okay. You can purchase Never Forget by Pastor 83 at any digital outlet, wherever music is sold, digitally, iTunes, Google Play. He may be on Amazon. So, But those are those are two of the places people go normally to get their digital music. You can also stream it. I try not to talk about streaming because, you know, it's pennies. Um, go buy it, then go stream it if you really like it. So um, time after time, that's interesting. So getting into the NFL, we talked about Hugh Freeze and college football. Now we're going to talk a little bit of two topics for me that we'll get into football-wise. The first one is Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott running back for the Cowboys in the news this week because he punched a guy in the face at a club um, this is after he got into a wreck with a friend. He was not at fault there. He. This is after the, uh, I believe, it was, was it St. Patrick's Day incident where he pulled a woman's top down or pulled her top up, exposing her breasts. Um, this is on top of the incident that the NFL has been investigating for over a year of sexual assault um, between him and another young lady while at Ohio State. And I've always been curious about this story. One, why it's taking so long. And two, why is it? I don't know if it was sexual assault or domestic violence. I forget which one it is. I think the, the clip I'm going to play says sexual assault. I thought it was domestic violence. But, um, you know, be that as it may, the NFL has been investigating this story for over a year. I couldn't understand why. And with this latest incident from Ezekiel, um, they have suspended their investigation of him. And so I was listening to Dan Patrick, um, his Thursday episode, and he led the show off by talking about this Ezekiel Elliott incident. And he had an inside source who told him the following about what's going on really with this Ezekiel Elliott investigation. This is what I was told yesterday about what's going on with Ezekiel Elliott. Because I talked to somebody, I said, how can you penalize somebody for something that happened in college? Remember Terrell Pryor? Terrell Pryor was suspended by the commissioner for what happened when he was getting tattoos and he was bartering some of his equipment and his awards, some trinkets. He got suspended by the commissioner, Roger Goodell, before he got to the NFL. And what happened was... The Players Association didn't get to argue on his behalf. His agent made a deal with the commissioner, I was told yesterday. This is what's happening with Ezekiel Elliott right now, as I was told yesterday. There are other owners. This happens every single day, I was told. Because I said, how often do owners rat on other owners? And I was told, every day. Somebody has something to say that somebody's getting away with something. Uh, you know, Jeremy Macklin, that came up where an owner talked about it with another owner and somebody was trying to get away with something. And I said, well, explain the Ezekiel Elliott situation here because I'm not following this. 
He's going to get punished for something that happened at Ohio State. He was not charged for it with sexual assault, but he's going to be suspended maybe one or two games. What is happening is other owners are saying to the commissioner, hey, you punished us. Make sure you punish the Cowboys here. All right, so that was Dan Patrick on his nationally syndicated um, radio show. You can watch it on on TV as well as uh, as listen to it on the radio across the country. And so he's alleging that basically, and it was domestic violence, it's not sexual assault. Um, okay. It is a domestic violence claim. I wanted to make sure we get that clear because I don't want to hear from the Cowboys hey. or Ezekiel Elliott's people suing us for that basically putting a Hugh Freeze, although you won't find any escort services here. Nope. Um, but they basically, this this is taking so long, and it's being put on hold because the other owners are saying, hey, you need to hold the Cowboys accountable, and you need to hold Ezekiel Elliott and Jerry Jones accountable for his actions. I didn't know that there was this much hate, hateration and holleration in this dancery, that's a Mary J. Blige lyric. There's a lot of, uh, I didn't know people, that owners, I I would be want, I would want to fight somebody. Like, I would want to go Zeke Elliott on some of these owners if I was Jerry Jones. <laughs> How are you going to, like, this is, this is my, well, I'll speak from Ezekiel Elliott's standpoint. This is my career you're, you're talking about. Right. Um, Part of the reason I talked about last time on the show that I, I did not miss football, one of the reasons I do not miss football is because it comes with such astoundingly horrific takes. It makes me want to run into the middle of traffic on the highway. Because um, I've already seen, well, you got to sit him down for at least six games. And this is on TV. Like, this isn't the barbershop. This isn't Twitter. These are people on TV giving their opinion saying, well, he needs to miss a lot of games for this. And this is not the sexual, uh, not the domestic violence, but this is just the bar incident. And I'm like, wait, really? I saw an article, it was Charles Robinson, Yahoo.com, and he said, you know, Ezekiel, he basically said Ezekiel Elliott is not smart because he punched a man in the face at a bar. And I'm like, okay, you can say he's not shown the best judgment. Right. But to say basically alleged that he's stupid because right. he did that, like, that's too far. Yeah, it's a little bit much. Um, but, I mean, what do you think when you hear that other owners are calling Roger Goodell? I mean, they're basically being hall monitors, right? Right, They're right, being right, tattletales. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they're the feds. I mean, essentially, they're being the feds like, hey, well, I got my team got Dr. Pick for this. Do you need to make sure that Jerry Jones get man, Shut up. Well, I mean, what, what, it, what that stems from is the lack of structure that the NFL has in their discipline process period. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it all goes back to that because I personally, I'm like, how do you regulate this one? Um, two, um, with that being said, is this something that he is currently being charged for still? Like, is he still on, is there any kind of, so, the um, the domestic violence case was thrown out. Okay. Um, because I believe that woman was proven to be lying. Okay. Um, 
the incident at the bar has been thrown out. Okay. So they are not no longer investigating that. Um, the young lady at the parade chose not to press charges. Okay. Um, again, the car wreck he was in, he was a passenger. There was like they didn't find like guns or drugs. But then you got if you remember last year, him at the dispensary in Seattle during the preseason. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are stories that you know Joey Bosa used to hang, used to be roommates with uh, Zeke when they got when he got in trouble at Ohio State, he moved out because he didn't want to be a part of that quote unquote environment yeah. anymore. You know, I so here's what I'll say out of all of this about Ezekiel Elliott. One, if the NFL is going to suspend him simply because other owners are peer pressuring Roger Goodell, first of all, I get that Roger Goodell works for the owners, but how weak are you? How weak are you that you are going to let another owner, yes, I get it, they pay your check, but you are not simply some errand boy. Right. To Wait, use what? A, yeah, to use a word that one of the homies use today, you're not the go fetch it boy. Oh, errand. Okay. Errand. It's <laughs> yeah. like, what's wrong with my name? <laughs> <laughs> you're not an errand boy. You're not a go fetch it boy, um, like you are, and you are the commissioner of the most powerful football league or football league. You're the commissioner of the most powerful sport in our country. Right. Have some backbone and tell them, you know, go Mike Gundy. I'm a man. Yeah. I'm forty. Like I will dispense. Just don't grow a mullet out. Oh man, did you see? He said that that the mullet gave the gave um the Big Twelve cachet. That's funny. I'm like, bro, it's a mullet. I would actually like to maybe look into making uh, Oklahoma State fitted hats with the mullet in the back. I, I bet I could make some good money off that selling those this year. I bet all the fans would buy them. You know he cut his hair. Oh, he did? He got a haircut, yeah. Oh, he cut it. But 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 anyway, but I mean, like, like you can't allow this to happen. That being said, one, I wonder why the Cowboys are waiting for, and maybe it's something in the collective bargaining agreement that says only Roger Goodell can meet out punishment. However... While I don't think Ezekiel Elliott should be suspended for six games, I don't think he should be suspended for four games, I do think that the Cowboys should say, look, Roger, we got this. Right. I do think Ezekiel needs to be suspended at least one game, one regular season game. I think he needs game. some kind of discipline because it's obvious that there is a pattern in his behavior even up until now. Right. And he hasn't shown. Um, I think that it wasn't highly um, – uh, published through the media, but even on draft day, I think I remember um, he was on Snapchat with some girls or some some girl. And anyway, it, it wasn't his girlfriend at the time, and she broke up with him or something to that extent, like the night before draft day or something. Like, he just he doesn't make the best decisions, you know. Um, like you said, I don't, I don't know that it's fair to call him dumb, not intellectual, you know, um, not a great decision maker as of now, possibly. But, but back to the regulation thing, it's just like, one, if it's not the Cowboys, is it that big of a deal? Two, if it's not Ezekiel Elliott, is it that big of a deal? You know, are we are we talking about the same kind of passion if it's Terrence Williams, who I don't think plays for the Cowboys anymore? You know, really? Are, are the... Are the owners? No, nah, Terrence Williams is still there because I just saw you a headline of Terrence about Terrence. Okay, Williams well, the, um, you know, is this a case that has to do with it? One, it being the Cowboys, and two, it being Ezekiel Elliott. You know, because like I said, Tyreek Hill didn't get per- penalized, did he? I mean, he was no. He, he, you know. And that happened. I mean, that happened before. Right. Granted, it was like two years. Wow. There's a, <laughs> and the Cowboys out here wilding. Why was Terrence? This is the headline. Why was Terrence Williams running barefoot and shirtless outside a Dallas strip club at 3 a.m.? <laughs> this is this is an actual headline. 
Also, he probably got that receipt that said he didn't have no more money in the ATM. <laughs> I, I can only envision that the, way, the way he's running right now. <laughs> Yo. Also, also in the news. Also in the news. Lucky Whitehead had his pit bull stolen and is being held for ransom by some local Dallas rapper who was on Instagram saying, ah, I got your, I got your dog. My homie paid 10000 for it. I need 20000 to get my homie money back. If you ever want to see this pit bull alive again, I need them racks. I need them blah, 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 my gang, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, you are on Instagram committing, saying that you committed a crime. Saying that he'll... And, like, Lucky's, like, on the news. Like, I went and researched this more. Uh-huh. Like, he does a news story with the local Dallas station saying, yeah, my dog is stolen. I really would like to have my dog back. But I'm like, yo, for for, for ten for 20000 Like, no, yeah, yeah, first cool. of all. And somebody, I saw somebody on Twitter make the joke, like, you better hope he's not John Wick. <laughs> 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 you know? But, I mean, what's up with the Cowboys? I mean, there's another story that just crossed my, hit my phone right now. Uh, Des Bryant. Shows up three hours late for mandatory conditioning test. What the heck is? What are Who you knows, guys man. doing down there? Wild. Yeah. So I don't. I, I guess I just don't get it. You know, I don't get how how all of a sudden just some a, a random star running back for the Cowboys is penalized for something that I guarantee you, if you looked at the NFL rosters, how many of the people, you know, were charged, even charged, because he's not been convicted of even charged for crimes before they got to the NFL, and why are they not? I mean, I don't... Yeah, it's not... It's it, But this has been the problem. This has been my big problem with Roger Goodell and the NFL is that they're inconsistent. They're so inconsistent. You Every, would think the, penal, the penalty would be your draft day, you slide. You know? Like, that's what happens to a lot of these guys that have character issues, that have off-field issues, that are convicted. Yeah, we don't draft them. They lose money. That's their penalty. You know? But I've, ne- I've never heard of... Somebody doing something, and then you—he's already played a year. Yeah, yeah, he's turned over phone records. Um, his father has said, "Look, we want this to be over." His agents have lamented the the length of this process. Like I said, I I don't—he should definitely not be suspended for the domestic violence stuff. Yeah, I think, like you said, in house, the Cowboys need to realize there's a pattern. That Ezekiel Elliott, you know, is is obviously uh, there's some character issues there. He needs to be given something um, to prove, you know, to them that he knows how to stay out of these particular situations. Um, see, see, so I'm skimming this while you're talking to me. This is this is what I lament and hate about sports journalism. So I'm looking at the Des Bryant story. He missed. He was late because he's he's sick, right? But this they don't tell you this in the headline. As the Cowboys turn, Des Bryant shows up three hours late to the facility. But you skim the article, um, and again, it's he had a good excuse as he was dealing with the sinus infection and headaches, according to NFL.com. Like, well, he was late to practice um, another time because he was in his hometown, and he threw he he basically brought the entire town barbecue, invited the entire town out for barbecue. So he was late because he was doing a good deal. What are we doing, guys? And it's the same thing with Ezekiel Elliott. Why are we calling him stupid? Because he's 21 and he wants to have a good time. Yes, I understand that other pl- players his age are not getting into these type of trouble and getting to, making these type of headlines. But you can't expect 
the NFL wants everyone to be robots and, and to be super humble and to be super nice. And if you do anything outside of that, then you're a problem. You're a character. I've issue. honestly been thinking about this all week in, I say all week, maybe the last three days. Um, but I don't think we give enough credit to the idea of these players and how sought out they are, like in life. You know, like you can literally be walking down the street and trouble can come up on you immediately, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and to, I guess, deflect it or stay out of it as often as they do doesn't get praised enough, you know, all we hear about. But obviously with the O.J. Simpson case, uh, with O.J. being granted Man. parole, you know, we were talking about, you know, like he hasn't been a part of this social media age where somebody just walks up on you and camera phones and now you're on Facebook Live and now you didn't take a selfie with me and everybody knows you didn't. You're rude. You know, like these are things that happen in real day, like like real, real life, life to yeah. these 21-year-old kids, you know? Yep. Like when I wake up and have a bad day, don't talk to me at work, you know? Like he can't just be like that, you know? Yep. Because then it's published everywhere. Yep. So, you yep. know, I kind of feel for him. Yeah. But they I've do make s- a lot of money. I've seen <laughs> – I seen Derek Johnson out at uh, Red Snapper. Um, I seen Dwayne Bow when he was with the Chiefs at uh, Nebraska Furniture Mart. I bet he was just running in diagonals at Nebraska Furniture Mart. He probably couldn't even <laughs> run a straight line. Uh, He's probably just running these slants that is rude. in between the aisles. <laughs> That's rude. Uh, I as much as I wanted to go up to them and shake their hands and stuff, I left them alone. Like they're, yeah. like I mean, look. Uh, you didn't go with me. Corey Brewer! Hey, Corey! <laughs> um, I did want Corey Brewer to acknowledge that he was Corey Brewer, though. Yeah. Um, Danny Manning. We, we um, Jesse took me to a KU. This is when Joel Embiid was there. Marcus right. Smart was at Oklahoma State. They played State. Oklahoma State, yeah. We went to that game. Um, I regret not talking to the NBA scouts who were sitting in front of us. Ah. I should have talked to them more. But after the game, we were on the floor because uh, Oklahoma State won. We're on the on the court. Danny Manning's right there. Jesse, you know Jesse. Jesse's like, he's going to walk up to anybody. I don't care who you are. He takes a picture with Danny Manning. Danny Manning, you know, he, he has a rep for being a little bit of a sour mm-hmm. puss with fans or whatever. But he takes the picture with him. He's like, you want to take a picture? I'm like, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm cool with just looking at it. Right, right, right. You know, but that's just me. Like, I just don't want to bother these yeah, guys. Yeah, I'm kind of like that too, you know. And, I mean, it has to be, obviously, if it's somebody, you know, Paid Manning, something like that. I'm not gonna be like, yeah, I'm cool. Oh, you know? Mr. Manning. Yeah, I'm I'm from Knoxville. I'm your biggest fan. Yeah. Oh, remember but the other time? Other than that, like, just shake my hand. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you. Congrats. You know, um, I walked into the uh, barbershop the other day, and uh, Zach Fulton was sitting there, and he was like, Hey, Ward, man, I watch all your videos, you know, and stuff like that, you know, and it kind of gave me that, like, yeah, oh, this is pretty cool, you know. If you're not familiar with Zach Fulton, that was him stunting on yeah. me. Zach Fulton, he is a is a guard. Yeah, offensive guard for the Chiefs. He um, starts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he kind of was shifted around last year a little bit. He started his whole first rookie year. Like, the rookie year he started, seventh-round pick, uh, started the whole year, um, was paid out more than any other rookie in the NFL in um, the bonuses that they get yeah. for starting every game. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, you know, like in those situations, like a Tennessee player or something like that, yeah, I'll take my picture. You know, I like to take a picture with Tennessee players. But anybody else, you know, I'm just kind of – Yeah, it's kind of yeah. chilling. Yeah. But, yeah, man, but I like like I said, that's wild that this could – that he could miss a game simply because owners want to be haters. 
Um, and that's that's really it. Not because he really did anything wrong. And don't they always start off with a divisional game? Like, literally, I'm pretty sure the Cowboys always start off with, like, Giants, the Giants. week one. Yeah. Giants week one. <laughs> so, but we'll see what happens, man. Hopefully, the players' union will fight for this young man. And, again, he needs to miss some time just because, again, the pattern. The, the, yeah. the lifting up the woman's top, um, getting into the fight. I understand. I think the story went he was de- defending a woman or something or something like that. So I understand that you maybe your intentions are good, but you can't, bro. You can't do these things. So you, you know, you uh, you have to let him know he's not invincible. Right now, he feels invincible as a player <laughs> and as a person. You know, like we're talking about reigning rookie of the year, right? Or did that was it Dakar? No, I think it was Ezekiel. I think Ezekiel was rookie yeah, of the year. You know, um, should have been MVP. Obviously, with the offensive line he has, I mean, this this kid is walking around. You know, he hasn't taken very many lumps in his life, you know, football or, you know, not no. being charged with. I'm sorry to cut you off. Dak. Oh, Dak Jesus won it. Christ. Dak. And I, I know you probably guys heard me mother Jesus Christ, because, again, quarterbacks get too much, too much of the praise, too much of the blame. Dak doesn't have the year he has without Ezekiel and the offensive of course, line. Yeah. And it's just come on, guys. But yeah, but yeah, I'm sorry. You were saying no, 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 no. Yeah, I, th- I think that he needs he needs to f- make to a reality check in a sense. Like, hey man, you can't just be out here doing whatever you want. I know you're man. a star running back for the Cowboys. You know, led league in rushing, but you can't come out here. And, man, so. yeah, but yeah. So yeah, I mean, hit us up. Let us know what you think about this whole situation. What you heard from the Dan Patrick show? Should Ezekiel be suspended? Um, you know, should these what do you think about the plight of young 21-year-old men being harassed all the time and having to deal with that? Imagine being like, I mean, we talked to college football. If you're the man on a college football campus or, or, you know, in Knoxville, in Oxford, in Columbus, Columbus, right. You know, you have a bad game, right? Um, like, I'm pretty sure Michigan State, when they were playing – or no, the Michigan kicker, right? Was the Michigan kicker – the punter, the snap, yeah. the punter, fumble the snap. Michigan coach goes yep. on to win that game. Like, how are they treating him on? Campus? Well, I tell you, I read an article this past week, and it was on CBS, and it was about Jonathan Crompton. And Jonathan Crompton played quarterback at Tennessee um, the year that Lane Kiffin was there, uh, right before Dobbs got there, right after Eric Ainge era. And he said when he left Knoxville, he never wanted to go back to that city. He said he loved his alma mater. He had great times at he said, but the fans in those years that they went five and seven and like the 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 bottom of the bottom for Tennessee, he said, I told myself, I'll never come back to this city. I don't want nothing to do with them, you know? From the tweets to the comments to everything that he got, you know, in in yeah, 23 year old kid. Crazy. Wild, you know? Crazy. Oh, man. But, yo, coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit of NBA basketball. And this hey. is a perfect segue. The last song from our artist of the week, Pastor 83, from his new album, Never Forget. This joint is called Kyrie's, featuring a young man named Ty Brazel. Hope I said that right. Uh, but this is 83, Kyrie, from his new album, Never Forget. And you listen to A1 Award on It's a Black and White Thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 
Never forget, you can get that everywhere music is sold digitally or at least Google Play and iTunes. Um, that was Kyrie f- from his new joint. And speaking of Kyrie Irving today, breaking news. Hey. Um, it was reported by Adrian Wojnarowski along with, oh gosh, he's the basketball Adam Sheffield. Windhorst. Brian Windhorst of ESPN that Kyrie Irving's agents has told the Cleveland Cavaliers that he wants to be traded, um, that he does not want to play with LeBron James anymore, that he wants to carve out his own role and be the man somewhere else. Um, LeBron James, according to Brian Windhorst, I believe I saw this video clip of him on PTI, was devastated. Disappointed and Devastated was the word oh, Windhorst dis- Devastated? Okay. Devastated was the word he used. Um, he said that, yes, LeBron and Kyrie have had their issues. Um, however, he thought that they had been able to work through them and that he enjoyed playing with Kyrie and having him as a teammate. And I think if you listen to the show, I have called Kyrie selfish in the past. Mm-hmm. As a player, I did not think he was this selfish I mean, still as a player, but this is reflecting a little bit, at least personality-wise. I won't say on him as a person, Mm -hmm. but personality-wise, the fact that you are playing with one of the greatest players of your generation, a player that most people would kill to play with right? um, because of his style of play, because everything gravitates around him and it allows everyone else to do their thing, but you don't have – I mean, I don't – I'm shocked. I I mean – I was shocked, and I was one who said that the Cavaliers should trade Kyrie after the season. But to see this, ha- I mean, your initial thoughts when you see this headline that he wants out. I didn't realize Kyrie was that much of an alpha. Like, I mean, that's what it kind of get. Like, I mean, I, I guess maybe I just didn't realize it. I, mean, I knew that he was, um, I knew that his style of basketball didn't really mesh well, you know, with what um, the Cavs were trying to do and with everything working through LeBron. But personality-wise, I didn't see, like, the alpha male in him like I do Russell Westbrook. Um, so, yeah, I'm just kinda, I was kind of sh- surprised as well. And I think I was also very surprised at the team that came out that he was most interested in the with sp- the Spurs. Like that, <laughs> like, I'm like, you thought that you were going to get to do what you want to do on the Spurs? Like, well, maybe he's looking at the fact that so the Spurs have been historic. Well, I want to say historically, they have evolved over this last couple of years mm-hmm. into a team that has lots of ball movement. Um, but with the emergence of Kawhi, they have become comfortable with him being more the offense running directly through him, okay. giving him the ball and saying, "Okay, Kawhi, make something happen." And so maybe he was looking at that and saying, "Well, they've adapted." And that's something that we could uh, we could work with. I mean, I just never seen the Spurs like that. I mean, Kyrie is the definition of the ball sticks. Like, like you know, <laughs> man, Melo gets that rap 
which I don't think is fair, but Kyrie absolutely. And like we were saying, someone said in our group, you know, can Kyrie be a, a shooting guard? And I'm like, he technically is already. Yeah. Like he has the designation of shooting guard. Maybe his, a point guard, his height won't let him be a shooting guard. But for all intents and purposes, that's what he is. He gets the ball, he does his Kyrie thing, and nothing else matters. Which is really why Kyrie and J.R. Smith don't work with LeBron James. Like, it, to me, it just... Well, no. I guess it's tough to say don't work. I mean, they J.R. works because he's going to... Sh- he's he's simply there to catch and shoot. Like, he's not there for the yeah. razzle-dazzle. So, if he's not shooting, he's giving the ball back to LeBron or back to Kyrie. But if... But there are times, and to his credit, because he's such a great one-on-one player... It allows LeBron to rest where he throws the ball to Kyrie and goes, okay, do your thing. I'm not going to see it again for another 38 seconds. <laughs> so did you see – I don't know if you saw this, and I'm going to try not to curse. Okay. I'm going to try not to explode. But apparently yeah. Kyrie had went to management before and said he wanted to be traded. Yeah, <laughs> Don't tell me where he wanted to be traded. <laughs> He went to management and said that his desired destination. Uh huh. They got good pizza. His desired destination would have been Chicago. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. When Jimmy Butler was still there. Oh, so Kyrie and Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. They he would have liked to have gone to Chicago while Jimmy Butler was there. And. Was Thibodeau there, or would it have been? No, no. This was so this, this was recently. Oh, this was recently. Mm. Um, you idiots! You idiots! You freaking idiots! This is why you don't blow it up, you dummies! This is why you don't blow it up because not only is LeBron probably leaving after next year, not only is he probably leaving next year, but you could have had freaking Kyrie Irving and Jimmy Butler. Now, let me be clear: I do not think that Kyrie Irving is a guy that can be your alpha, no. that can be your number one and lead you to a title because he the ball sticks. Mm-hmm. However, a team of Jimmy Butler and Kyrie and whatever little pieces we can try to cobble together, now you're talking about free agents. Oh, yeah. Top-tier free agents are going to be looking at you because you do have two top 20 players on your team. Um, so maybe you can entice a third guy to come along for the ride. The, the those second tier and lower class guys are going to be looking at you. This is why you don't blow it up. And I mean, I feel like God is going to just simply poke me for the rest of this year with little things to make me want to lose my lunch about this trade. It first is the Jordan and Jordan bell in summer league. It's summer league. Shout out to Lonzo ball. Um, it's just summer league, but how but yes you see the athleticism on yes. display for him you see his ability to play help defense to take shots and simply snatch them out of the air after they shoot them that's all you needed jordan bell to be whether he adds an offensive game ever is irrelevant as long as he's on that court to be a oh let me calm down um woosa woosa and then you have like uh, you guys if you could see me right now i'm literally gripping my hands together because I'm I'm really angry. Like I'm I'm pretty sure it's coming across a little bit to you guys on the podcast, but no, <laughs> I'm really really angry. And so I'm trying to really calm myself down and try to talk through this segment. But I mean, yeah, yeah, but 
So there was another report from, a, his name is Jeff Zillett. I'm screwing his name up. Don't try to videotape me on the slide. <laughs> uh, I'm off that now. LeBron is, I guess he said he came out and the report is through sources that LeBron is willing to work with whomever, with whomever uh, is on the team. Basically, he's saying it doesn't matter if Kyrie's here or not. He told he basically called him Tyrone. It's the only thing that LeBron can say, right? Well, it it's a it's technically it's it's a subtweet. It's a shot because he's saying he says he's focused on winning with whomever wants to be here. Ah, let me make sure. Let me make sure I got that right. I believe he said he's focused on winning with whomever wants to be here. Mm-hmm. Which, like I said, which is a shot. Which is a shot. Let Until me make sure LeBron get, leaves. I think he's going to L.A. You think he's going to L.A.? I think he's going to L.A. Um, they have the cap space. Um, if you watch Lonzo play, Lonzo's got to shoot better. Got to. Um, in summer league, you know, the defense obviously is not NBA caliber because every time they ran that pick and roll with Kuzma, the, the, the two players went with Lonzo. He whipped it back to Kuzma, who shot the ball. You're going to see they're going. the players will be more versatile. They'll switch yep. and dare Lonzo to make something happen. And Yeah. So he's got to be able to shoot better. Um, but playing with Lonzo, Lonzo and LeBron would be, if Lonzo finds a shot, that is hell. All he's got to do is find, like, just respectable. Respectable, yeah. If he becomes John Wall, like John Wall has worked on his three-point shot to become respectable. If he does that, that is a huge problem. Because yep. if you have those two guys with their passing ability on the court at the same time, it's not nice. Let me see if I can find this. Now, Kuzma signed a Nike deal today. Where? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. So, I, I don't. I didn't know that Kuzma would even really be a factor with the Lakers. You know, well, they drafted him in the first round. Um, I think he was like the 27th pick. Okay. And so, they liked what he brought to the table in terms of his, you know, um, shooting ability. Uh-huh. And he proved that in summer league. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. So, this is Jeff Zilgit, by the way. So, the tweet says, LeBron James... Focus on training for next season and winning with whomever is on the roster, I'm told. Someone replied to him and said, what else would he be doing? And then Jeff says, he's saying it doesn't matter if Kyrie is on the team or not. Hmm. So basically, like I said, he called Kyrie Tyrone and tell him to come on and come get yo. Yep. So, yeah, I don't I don't know, man. Like, the, the NBA – is I mean it's a, it's been an incredible offseason and just when we finally got a chance to breathe um this is what the warriors will do to you I don't know if this is the warriors though cuz I feel like We're I need to go find about a Cavaliers team that just won a championship Yeah I got to find the story because one of my, my homie Mike was texting me about this when it happened and I haven't read the story that ESPN posted but apparently he said uh, he said that Kyrie wanted out after they won the championship the in 2016. That is wild. That let is me, wild. Let me, let me and if I told you the first person of the big three to be out of Cleveland, everyone would have said Kevin Love, right? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And so it looks like 400 I, days away from their last championship and – yeah. I don't know. I don't. Everything that glitters ain't gold or something like What is that thing? Yeah, everything, everything that glitters ain't gold. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, now it's too late to make a trade because all the pieces that they, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, that they could have made, like, there's nothing to yeah. get back now. 
Um, so I mean, Kyrie basically just said, like, not only am I going to screw you, you know, I'm going to wait to tell you all this till after free agency is already. Well, see, th- you know, the problem with that is I just don't, man, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Like that, like I said, this is, wow. And see, this is the thing. Like, Minnesota was, was shown as one of the teams well, they have they would have to trade Jeff Teague, but they can't do you can't sign a player that just signed until December. Hmm. So all free agents who sign deals cannot move until until December. There's nothing. I, I don't know. Yeah, because I just oh received. that's what I was getting ready to say. They were trying to make a they fire their GM. So even right. if Kyrie wanted to be out of there, they fire their GM. So now you're kind of stuck. Yeah. I mean, it, this is wild, man. And like, what and if Kyrie is still there come training camp? City like, of Cleveland does not deserve this. <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to say what they do or do not deserve. I have nothing against Cleveland. I want to say this much. I listened to a pretty dope remix of a song called "I'm Good Today," um, and uh, there's a lot of talented artists on the remix. Um, yourself being one of them. And in the very end, um, gentleman by the name of uh, Dre Senior. Used his last four to eight bars to use a metaphor for um, sin. And he said, I'm never going back, so you can go ahead and burn my jersey. Hey, Dre? LeBron went back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Like, this story is wild, man. I don't don't even know what to say. Like, it's – I don't know. But, yeah, but, I mean – Y'all hit us up. Yeah, hit us up. Let us know what you think, man. I mean, and that and that with that, that concludes our show for this week. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I just wanted to do like your uh, your battle rap intro. I want to go shout out ninety seven. Shout, shout out, out Mr. Pib. Shout out to homie Jack. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the homies. Cannon. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to everybody. Shout YTG. out to you guys for listening to us. Team Die Daily. YTG. Four. Oh, never mind. You, I, 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 we'll, we'll I was talk like, about like, whoa, that whoa, next whoa. week. Yeah, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We'll talk we, about we that We breaking next some news week. here. <laughs> um, shout out Battle Rap. Shout out KOTD. Massacre 3 tomorrow. Yes, sir. Um, if you're a Battle Rap fan, go buy the, buy the pay-per-view. I will say, first pay-per-view I ever bought, KOTD from Battle Rap, I should say. Um, quality was dope. Stream never really dropped. Um, I mean, it was in HD. On my phone, I watched most of this, too, by the mm-hmm. way. Not even on the computer. Um, so go check that out. Um, yeah, man. Shout out to shout out to yourself. Shout out to yourself. Yeah. Um, uh, be great this weekend. Yeah. Or this quote, is a Friday show, by the way. Yeah, we rarely do Friday shows. Yeah. To quote Little Wayne, "I'm proud of me." Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> but yo, you can go check us out soundcloud.com backslash brains and bars, Twitter at brains and bars, search us on Facebook at brains and bars, vote on our polls that we put out. We didn't get a chance to talk about Kirk Cousins. I do want to talk about that next time we get together. Kirk Cousins, should he be a $30 million player, a $30 million a year player, um, how that translates to you know other contracts in the NFL, should they go on strike. So we'll hit that next week. Until next time, it's been a black and white thing. We'll holler at y'all next week, man. Dude.